Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can breathe easier and feel safer today two anglers that were accused of stuffing fish with lead weights and while they were accused i mean we saw the video we all heard the people uh hollering at the two anglers because they had lead weights and fillets in the in the fish that they caught to win thousands of dollars in the ohio fishing tournament they have been indicted on charges of attempted grand theft uh, cheating, possessing criminal tools, and misdemeanor charges of unlawfully owning wild animals. They are due to be arraigned October 26th. So, whew, man. <laughs> you can breathe easier. I know I am. Now, I'll tell you that uh, people were all wound up. They were... They were to receive $28,760 in prizes for winning the tournament. You know, we know that they didn't get that money. According to search warrant affidavits, the five walleye contained a total of eight 12-ounce lead weights and two 8-ounce weights, as well as fish fillets. Officers from the... uh, ODNR, the Heronimage Police Department, and the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission seized a boat, trailer, and fishing gear belonging to Kaminsky on Tuesday in Pennsylvania. The anglers had used the boat during last month's tournament. Uh, The two anglers, Jacob Runyon, 42, of Ohio, and Chase Kaminsky, 35, of Pennsylvania. Uh, On the affidavits disclosed that Runyon and Kaminsky were investigated by Rosswood police in northwest Ohio in April after being accused of cheating in a different walleye tournament. And according to Rosswood police, uh, they did not have enough evidence to charge them in that case. But they did have enough evidence to charge them in this case, and they will be arraigned October 26th. So... You can breathe easier like me now. Hopefully after October 26th, these men will be off the streets or off the rivers or off the lakes because we don't want to have them in any more walleye fishing tournaments ever. Okay? (laughs) I know. Don't look at me like that. I know it was for $30,000. That's what it was about. I know. Makes me want to start getting into walleye tournaments. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Hey, congratulations to an anonymous gambler who won $2.8 million at uh, the Venetian in Las Vegas as he made a $5.88 bet 
on a dancing drums explosion slot machine and it paid off to the tune of 2.8 million dollars pretty sweet pretty sweet congratulations that doesn't happen too often in vegas no word on uh on uh, how much he had to keep uh what he was taxed on or if vegas said "Ooh, that uh, machine was messed up and uh, here's 50 bucks take care but for right now we're just congratulating this anonymous winner on his 2.8 million dollar win on a five dollar and 88 cents bet on the dancing drums explosion slot machine at the Venetian. And I hope to tell you that uh, tomorrow I have won $480 million because the Powerball drawing, uh, which happens uh, tonight for those of you listening live on the 17th of October 2022, is $480 million. Cash value $242.2 million. And I would like to be able to tell you that I won. And that, uh, you know, thanks for listening to the show, but because I have to, you know, manage $242.2 million, uh, I won't be able to do chewing the fat every day for a while. I'd like for that to happen. I don't know if it will, but you know, you never know. And if it's not me, I hope it's you, a chewing the fat listener. That would also make me happy. Not as happy as if it were me, but it would make me happy if it were you. Kind of. For all you single guys out there looking for that special someone, uh, Sonali Chandra is looking for that special someone too. She's a dancer and a comedian from New Jersey. She says prospective love interests always ghost her after she tells them, Hey, I'm a 35-year-old virgin. <laughs> well, maybe uh, don't lead with something else. Don't lead with, don't lead with that. <laughs> I'll be ready. I don't even like sex, okay? Sex uh, is sacred and special. Uh, I prefer making love. She refuses to compromise on her values. Good for her. She said, I'll be ready to make love when I have a ring from the one. As for the one, I'm looking for a chivalrous gentleman who is moral and ethical, handsome, ambitious, health-oriented, and will treat me like a queen. Okay. Uh, I mean, apparently um, the one has to be, uh, you know, single and not a married person. (laughs) So I guess that would be moral and ethical. So if you were married, you wouldn't be moral or ethical if you were trying to take care of a little business uh, with uh, Chandra. But uh, good luck to Chandra. And uh, maybe you don't lead with that. She said that she, uh, you know, was raised in a traditional family and she didn't even uh, have her first kiss until she was 26. She's been pursuing dating apps in the hopes of meeting Mr. Wright, but has not had much luck. I will say that you're probably not going to get much luck on the old dating apps. Uh, if you're swiping right on the dating app, that is pretty much uh, a go-ahead for a business. So, you know, the dating app is probably not the best place to meet someone. I would say, uh, you know, if you look at uh, the movie, the great movie Coming to America, 
where they're out looking for his queen. And uh, they've been to all the bars and the barbershop owner says, you're not going to meet anybody. Uh, you're not going to meet a nice girl at a bar. you got to meet him at a church or a library. And then they go to the meeting of where they meet his queen. And she said she's only dated nine men, including uh, three serious relationships. And all nine men were jerks when they found out about my virginity. Okay. Uh, she said that she was not allowed to socialize and dating was a big no-no. Uh, dating is a life skill and I was forbidden from developing that skill in my teenage and college years. And so now, uh, today at 35, I still have no clue how to date. Well, uh, you kind of do. Uh, you swipe right and you take care of a little business. Uh, that's dating. But no, not for Chandra because she believes, uh, that she's waiting for the one and she's not just going to jump into bed to lock down a man. Good for her, right? Right. Good for her. Now, apparently she was on, uh, Dr. Phil. I missed the Chandra episode of, uh, Dr. Phil. She was there, you know, making a public to do about her being, uh, being a virgin and on the show, she expressed frustration over the fact that men were perturbed by her virginity. She was confused and perplexed. I have all these great qualities. Why is it so tough for me to find the one who won't be scared off when I tell him we would be my first and hopefully only, or that he would be my first and hopefully only. All right. Well, you know, she's, hey, she remains steadfast in her convictions. Uh, I would say maybe she should... Uh, uh, watch a 40 year old virgin. I don't know if you've seen that movie, that documentary, but, uh, <laughs> it'd be something that she could have, you know, look forward to. She apparently appeared on the uh, lifetime dating show five guys a week, but was unable to forge a convincing connection with a suitor. Wow. She's doing all these stupid TV shows. Wow. What is she doing? Anyway, uh, good luck to, uh, to Chandra and man, do I, I want to, I want to know, I want to know when business happens. Maybe she should just do her own reality show and sell her own show and uh, make that happen. Sonali Chandra looking for business. All right. Before we head into the break room, let me tell you about fast growing trees. The average backyard is 6,000 square feet. Now that's about one one thousandth the size of the happiest place on earth. But that doesn't mean your yard has to make you one one thousandth as happy. Transform your yard into your own personal oasis with fast growing trees. The experts at fast growing trees curate thousands of plants so you can find the perfect fit for your specific climate, location, and needs. You don't have to drive around to nurseries and big gardening centers. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped to your door in one to two days. Now, whether you're looking to add some privacy, shade, or natural beauty to your yard, Fast Growing Trees has in-house experts ready to help you make the right selection with growing and care advice available 24-7. I... I, I 
I have been uh, struggling with the flower bed in front of my house and uh, I've made some decisions now that uh, have to get done and I went to fast growing trees and ordered a couple uh, well several uh, of uh, bushes that we're going to put in out front I can't wait to uh, show you what we've done um, even if you've never had a green thumb which I really have not had uh, they're going to make you feel like you do. Uh, just like over 1 million happy fast-growing trees customers across the country. Plus, with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. You'll get 15% off your entire order right now through October 31st. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy, fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. Okay, so last week I talked about the uh, denim archaeologist that found the genes of the pair of genes in the cave or the mine. And uh, he was, they were the best pair that he's ever found, right? And he auctioned them off for like, I don't know, eighty or $90,000. And we looked at them and then I got an email chewing the fat at theblaze.com asking me a question saying, uh, hey, why did a miner take off the jeans and leave them behind? And I thought, that's a good question because they didn't ever say uh, we found the jeans on a skeleton and we just took the jeans off the skeleton, right? He didn't say that. He just said that they found the jeans. So you have to assume that they weren't on a skeleton, right? He didn't mess with any remains in this mine or cave. So it's possible, I guess, that, uh, you know, he may be uh, Al Roker in those bad boys while he was down in the mine and then just took them off because he couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so we've had years of, you know, not, I mean, there didn't look like there was a big stain on them, but you'd never know after. After years and years and years of being stuck in that mine. So I, mean, I saw the picture of them, although I didn't see the inside of them. So there may have been a stain on the back inside. And uh, that's why they were off. But I, who knows what the uh, denim archaeologist was doing. Is he taking jeans off of skeletons in the, in the caves? If that's the case, this needs to be investigated immediately all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink <laughs> desperately <sighs> so is it just me or are am i i guess it is just me but i'm over pete davidson I know I, he's a you know he's a huge star now. We just got news that he's going to be in the new Transformers movie, uh, Rise of the Beasts. He's in a new series on Peacock called Bupkus with uh, Pete Davidson, and I guess it's Pete Davidson along with Joe Pesci, or he's just interviewing Joe Pesci. But I saw the headline of Pete Davidson and Joe. Uh, Pesci go series, go fishing on a boat called Bupkis. Uh, I guess it's Pete's show and, uh, Joe Pesci is his, uh, is his guest. I don't know. I'm just, I'm over Pete. And then I see, you know, I realized that he's got BDE. 
I got it. Okay. And, uh, you know, we were all in love with him, especially when he was all hot and heavy with Kim. And I saw that Kim, uh, you know, of course talked about, uh, how her and Pete were taking care of business on the Kardashians. And she talked about one time that she had, uh, business with Pete was because, uh, of her grandma in front of a fireplace or whatever. I don't know. And, you know, Kim is, they're pissed at the Kardashians for some editing going on on the, on the TV show. What? The Kardashians isn't alive for real, uh, reality show. What? And so, you know, who knows? And then Pete's got his Taco Bell commercial and I just, you know, I've had enough. I've had enough. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I've had enough. Okay. He could do whatever he's going to do. He's Pete Davidson, but I've just had enough of Pete and his B-D-E. And as long as we're talking about uh, over there in the Pete and Kim world, I see where Ye is making news and he's making news whether he was, was he debanked or not debanked? Uh, he's a raging anti-Semite or he's for the Jews. I don't know. I don't think he knows anymore. Uh, perhaps he needs to, you know, adjust the medications a little bit to get back on track. We'll see. I see where I was. I saw a headline that talked about Kanye and it really pissed me off that the headline was Kanye West. It wasn't yay. Okay. Man, I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it does. Uh, he was supposed to acquire the social network parlor. So is yay buying parlor and now Elon's going to buy Twitter. All right. All right. Good. So billionaire Ye is going to get Parler and billionaire Elon is going to get Twitter. I see Elon making news. He was all, uh, he had everybody all wound up because he wanted them to, he wanted Ukraine or someone to pay him for Starlink, which makes sense. He's been, I mean, he spent hundred million dollars or more giving free internet to Ukraine and people are all pissed at him. And now he had tweeted over the weekend, uh, the hell with it. Even though Starlink is still losing money and other companies are getting billions of taxpayer dollars, we'll just keep funding Ukraine government for free. Okay. And people were wound up about it. Uh, and he replied to uh, one tweet that they were mad at him for the, how disappointed they were in, uh, in him giving in. And he said, I'm trying my hardest to deescalate this situation and obviously failing. And so he's, you know, people are pissed at him because he, how dare Elon Musk talk about peace? How dare you talk about peace when we're this close to having a world war? <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing what's happening. And we're giving more stuff to Ukraine every day. And now we're hearing of other countries giving stuff to Russia. So we really are in a world war already. And it is not pretty. And I, you know, Mr. Double Chocolate Chip Ice Cream and a Waffle Cone is, uh, you know, just out wandering around, not doing anybody any good. Just agonizing. And speaking of agonizing, uh, make sure that you don't use the wrong emoji. Okay? I know. You're thinking to yourself, wait, there's wrong emojis to use? Yes. You should not be using the thumbs up emoji. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Those are, that's just one emoji that old people use. 
and have Gen Z rolling their eyes, okay? The thumbs up emoji is rude or passive aggressive. Yeah, so don't be doing it. People age 35 and over are more likely to use the symbol, but it is alienating. <laughs> Sending a thumbs up can be seen as a passive aggressive and even confrontational. It can. Yes, whether the chat is informal, between friends, or at work, the icon appears to have very different rude meanings for the younger generation. A 24-year-old on Reddit summed up the Gen Z argument saying, it is best never used in any situation as it is hurtful. Oh, okay, the thumbs up is hurtful. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right, it is. So there's 10 emojis that you should never use as old people or anyone. I mean, really anyone, right? So according to a recent poll of 2,000 people aged 16 to 29, emojis used by old people include <laughs> the, uh, well, the, there's 10 emojis that make you look old, okay? There's the thumbs up. There's the red love heart. The okay hand, tick, poo, the loudly crying face, the monkey eye cover, the clapping hands, the lipstick kiss mark, and the grimacing face. So you'd never use those emojis because they make you look old. Thumbs up was number one on, on the top 10. The order that I gave you was the top 10 uh, from one to 10 as to how they were ranked in this survey. And so she, you know, she, <laughs> she or he, but the, in this article, they talk uh, to a business consultant, Sue Ellison, who I guess is a she, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, she believes words are always better. Uh, always better than symbols. In a professional uh, icon. And can see how people are disillusioned by the all good icon. Really? Yeah. It feels like people are just too lazy to type a, a written response. And it doesn't provide clarity as to the next steps. Do, do you mean, yes, I will do something. Okay, I agree. Or is it just confirmation that you received the message. No, it, it means that, hey, whatever you said in that particular text on WhatsApp or whatever email or whatever text you're sending, you agree with. Thumbs up. Do you want me to do more? How about you text it to me? <laughs> wow. So just remember though, okay, those are the top 10 and don't use those emojis if you don't want to look like an old person. Okay, don't send the thumbs up, you know, the monkey eyes, <laughs> uh, the okay hand, the tick. <laughs> just incredible. Wow. I mean, it's just the loudly crying face, the monkey eye cover, clapping hands, lipstick kiss mark, grimacing face. Don't do it. Don't send the poo. Don't. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't send the thumbs up emoji. Okay. Don't do it. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got a little controversy around the game Bayonetta 3. Uh, apparently, they don't pay their voice actors any money, and, and most importantly, they don't uh, pay Helena Taylor. They offered to uh, pay her a... <laughs> uh, you know, she, and the thing is, she uh, caused uh, quite a stir uh, over the weekend as she posted to her Twitter account uh, that uh, she wanted people to boycott uh, Bayonetta 3 and Platinum Games. And so uh, here, I'll, I'll let her tell you why she's so mad. Hello, my name's Helena Taylor, and I am the voice of Bayonetta, and I would like to explain to you why I didn't voice Bayonetta 3. Okay, uh, first I want to stop it for just a second because <laughs> uh, about a minute into this, it's about a minute 14 into this, Apparently, uh, Helena has nothing to do with what she's talking about, and I'm I'm on her side. But uh, there's she's wherever she is at. Uh, maybe she should have moved away from the bathroom because I hear this water running. And I was like, "What is going on?" So it's not me that uh, has the water running when you hear this in the audio. Okay, Helena. At a franchise made an approximated four hundred and fifty million dollars that's not including merchandise as an actor I trained for a total of seven and a half years three years at the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art Lambda yeah with voice coach Barbara Barkery that's awesome and four and a half years with the legendary Larry Moss yeah that's great and what did they think this was worth what did they offer to pay me? I don't know. Tell the us. Final offer to do the whole game as a buyout, a flat rate, was four thousand U.S. dollars. This is an insult to me. The amount of time that I took to work—that's not me—on my talent, it's her bathroom, and everything that I have given to this game and to the fans. I am asking the fans to boycott this game and instead <laughs> it's not me, spend it's her money bathroom. that you would have spent on this game donating it to charity. Ah, oh, see, that's nice. I didn't want the world. I didn't ask for too much. I was just asking for a decent, dignified living wage. She doesn't tell us what that what is, they though. did was legal, but it was immoral. Yeah, so uh, she's, you know, she wanted, obviously, more money, and, you know, good for her. Uh, definitely, uh, deservedly so, right? I mean, that's a huge game, and she's, uh, you know, got about a huge voice in it. And so I understand her frustration. Well, uh, people were all on her side, of course. And uh, the Bayonetta 3 creator uh, deleted his Twitter account following the backlash over the weekend. <laughs> Hi, uh, Hideki Kamala uh, deleted his Twitter account 
and uh, that he was not happy about that. Now, I will say that, uh, you know, the uh, Bayonetta 3, uh, he did respond uh, saying, uh, what was his response? Uh, Sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth. That's what I can tell you now. By the way, beware of my rules. Now, this is before he deleted his account. And uh, his rules, obviously, uh, are that uh, if you don't uh, respond to him in Japanese, he blocks you. Now, prior to him deleting his account, he was busy. He went on a blocking spree because so many people were tweeting him, you know, hey, yo, hi, Decky, what up, bruh? <laughs> Pretty sure that was a quote from most of the tweets. And he was blocking them. And Twitter uh, paused his account because they were like, hey, this is unusual activity. How come so many people are getting blocked on this account? We want to make sure that that's right. That's that's actually you doing it, right? Yeah, well, it was him doing that to all of the people that he considers brainless insects. <laughs> so uh, I, would, I don't know what's going to happen to the old Hideki. But uh, I don't know what's going to happen to Bayonetta 3, uh, Platinum Games, uh, Nintendo. We'll see. But it's an interesting uh, point. I don't know if they could, you know, if they go back to Helena and say, you know, hey, we'll give you the money. Sorry, you can be the voice. Does she do it? Or is she speaking up for everybody else? Because they already have a new voice for the latest game because they blew her out. So I don't know how much they paid the new person. Uh, how much they paid all the other voice actors to do these games. But you would think that it you should make a decent wage doing the voices of these games. That's a lot of work. And uh, I, I'm on her side. Uh, you know, at first, when I first heard this, I was thinking, well, you know, that's their deal, right? I mean, they offer you uh, the amount. Hey, we want you to be the voice of this character. We'll pay you this money. You say yes or no. And, uh, you know, that's the way it goes, but she'd already been the voice before and they were just trying to, you know, get rid of her and not pay her any money. And, uh, it's pretty, pretty bad. So we'll see what the outcome is for the old Bayonetta three. And I will say, uh, with all that training, uh, you would think that perhaps Elena would pick a place a little bit farther away from the bathroom. Maybe that's just me. We've all had our run-ins with uh, microphones and bathrooms. So, I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess I could understand that uh, it was a, you know, a bathroom mistake. I get it. <laughs> oh, uh, who died today? Who died today? Uh, Robbie Coltrane, Anthony Robert McMillan, uh, actor, Scottish actor and comedian, gained a worldwide recognition as Hagrid in the Harry Potter film series. Uh, and he has, I mean, he was in James Bond and uh, he's been in a bunch of movies and he uh, passed away um, at 72 years of age. I know. Really, really sad. He was struggling with uh, pancreatic cancer, and uh, that is really one of the all-time, I mean, lethal f forms of cancer. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know personally of anyone who had pancreatic cancer and survived, and I've seen it do great damage to people. Um, one person who was a neighbor of ours uh, comes to mind. It was just 
horrible. And he said that he was fighting uh, pain 24 hours a day when he was in National Treasure and Great Expectations. Uh, he talked about that a couple of years ago. So, I mean, he was, uh, he at least uh, survived, but he survived, you know, in a great deal of pain. So, Robbie Coltrane, uh, actor, and you know him from uh, Harry Potter film series for sure, uh, died over the weekend at the age of 72. Rest in peace. <laughs> I see where uh, someone who used to work for the Blaze, uh, Sidney Watson, uh, she worked with uh, Elijah Schaefer on his show for quite some time, uh, has now got people all wound up because she had to fit, sit between two uh, fat people on a flight. <laughs> and she's pissed. Now, as, a, as a fat person, I say tough. Uh, and she said that if you need a uh, seatbelt extender, uh, you should have to buy two seats. I disagree with that, by the way. But she had tweeted out, I am currently literally wedged between two obese people on my flight. This is absolutely not acceptable or okay. If fat people want to be fat, fine. But it's something else entirely when I'm stuck between you with your arm rolls on my body for three hours. This is not this is absolutely not acceptable or okay if fat people want to be fat. Yep, I get you, Sydney. I get you. If you need a seatbelt extender, you are too fat to be on a plane. Uh, American Airlines, uh, you know, she wants to uh, buy two seats or don't fly. And uh, she, American Airlines responded uh, saying, uh, you know, sorry, our passengers come in all different sizes and shapes. We're sorry you were uncomfortable on your flight. Now, Sydney wants reparations. And she's pissed that she had to sit between two fat people and uh, wouldn't move. Okay, so I have a couple of questions. I should try to maybe talk to Sydney because uh, she, you know, has been against fat people for a long time. Uh, I remember some of her uh, fat rants. Uh, but she said that uh, at one point during the flight, I elected to close my tray table and hold my cup of tea between my teeth because it was jabbing this lady's belly next to her and I can't get it down properly. All right, so uh, I would say, why didn't you ask to switch seats? She said she asked the sister of one of the people that she was sitting next. I asked a brother to one of the women she was sitting next to if he'd like to swap seats. He says, no, that's okay. And then I started shrieking internally. Um, okay, I don't care if this is mean. My entire body is currently being touched against my wishes. I can't even put the armrest down on either side because there's no effing room. I'm sick of acting like fatness to this extent is normal. Let me assure you, it is not. Huh. Okay, so, um, I have a question. Why didn't you ask to be moved? Uh, if it was unacceptable. So she said that the flight attendant asked her at one point, four times, four separate times on this flight, uh, if I need anything. And I gave her the this is effed up pity expression. Okay, so you gave her a this is effed up, this is effed 
pity expression. You didn't say, hey, I would like to be moved. I can't get comfortable between these two people. Uh, you didn't say that. All you did was give her a pity expression or him. Sorry, I was a flight attendant. Just judging. It could have been any gender whatsoever. And uh, you didn't say anything. And if you didn't want to say anything, which I find difficult to believe that Sydney did not want to say anything. She was embarrassed to say something in front of these people. But okay, I'll give you that. So you get up and use the restroom and say something to the flight attendant like, yo, uh, I am literally squeezed in between these two obese people. You got to find me another seat, please. You got to move me. You got to do something because I can't, I can't get comfortable between these two fat people. Sorry. Something's got to burst. Maybe you set the two fat people together and then I can squeeze into the outside a little bit. Give me a little bit of leg room, a little bit of room to lead to the right a little bit or the left, depending on where you're at in the, in the, on the airplane. But you say something, you don't just look at the flight attendant. They're supposed to guess your little effed pity expression. How about you say something? I'm surprised. I don't understand why she wouldn't say anything. That really disturbs me. She's pissed. She wants reparations. And because she was sitting between two fat people, I'm sorry, obese people, but she doesn't say anything. And her social media account now is supposed to be, uh, she wants reparations and she's going to, you know, beat up on fat people. Okay. Well, the airlines aren't going to be on your side because they're the ones who have opted for smaller seats and a smaller leg room to squeeze more people on the airplane. And if you can fit in the seat, you can sit in the seat. That's pretty much their policy. If you fit in the seat, you can, <laughs> you can sit in the seat. Wait. Anyway, so, I mean, the, the seatbelt extenders, I mean, I've told my seatbelt extender joke for a long time. Uh, you know, at, at one point in my life, I needed one. And uh, I, I ended up just taking it because it's, you know, I got embarrassed asking for it. And it's like, you know, you're trying to get on the plane, you're slowing down the line and you're like, hey, I need the seatbelt extender. And oh, I'll see if we can get it. We need a fat guy seatbelt extender. So I just took one and I just used that one. I, had, I brought my own. <laughs> I didn't have to say anything. I just sat down, click, and I'm in. No problem. And so, you know, I will say that it is more comfortable uh, from time to time if you don't put the armrest down, but uh, you should be able to put the armrest down. Uh, I, you know, I could. Uh, I'm with her, though, that sometimes, you know, you may bleed over. You may, you know, fat squeezed over into the other seat. But you got to say something. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand that I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to tweet about it and I'm not going to say anything while the flight is going on. I'm just going to be completely pissed after and during on social media. I, I don't get that. What one bit. So you deserved it, Sydney fat hater. <laughs> see something, say something, please. It doesn't, the line isn't see something tweet about it. It's a see something, say something. And I get it. I am not a huge fan of the airlines. I understand. Uh, you know, they, they run, they have, it's been a strange couple of years in the airline industry and they have all the power. They have completely all the power. And maybe Sydney, I'll give you a little bit of a break that, you know, perhaps the flight attendant should have looked and seen you sandwiched between the two fat people and gone, oh man, uh, I got to get you out of there. 
but you didn't say anything. You just have this look on your face. So I mean, you gotta you gotta say something. I know the flight attendant probably should have said, you know, maybe we get you out of there. <laughs> you don't look that comfortable. Maybe I get you out of there. Let's squeeze you on out of there, okay? All right, fat person here on the left, move your move move your fat, and I'm gonna pull her out of there. Maybe that happens, but it didn't because you didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I saw another uh, video of a lady uh, on a Delta flight. That's, of course, Sydney's was American Airlines. And a lady on a Delta flight that was getting kicked off because she had her dog on, a la- on her lap and she was supposed to have it in her little dog bag. And I don't know what happened before all of this big fight started when they decide because the video starts with them, you know, getting kicking her off. But she's screaming and throws a water bottle at a guy that's filming back behind them. He's like, get out of here, get off. And she's like, I'm putting my dog in the bag. And she, they're like, no, nah, it's too late for that. You're out of here. You're out. I can't help it. <laughs> and so all parties, according to the Atlanta Police Department, have declined to press charges. She was not arrested. And she was forced to leave the plane. So she, you know, was forced to leave the plane. She's a bartender in Vegas. And she had this outburst. So I don't know if she wasn't drunk or anything. She just had this tirade. She had her dog with her. And, uh, you know, the Delta staff was kicking her off because she had the dog on her lap. But we don't know what happened, you know, prior to that. How many times did the flight attendant come by and say, hey, you got to have your dog in your carrier. Okay, the dog can't be on your lap. It's got to be in your carrier. Hey, the dog's got to be in your carrier by the time we get ready. By the time I close these doors, it can't be can't be on your lap. So we don't know how many times that happened prior to her saying, "Oh, I put my dog in the in the basket. It's in the basket." Well, did you? Uh, you know. So when did you do that? And I love the water. She throws the water bottle at the guy that's filming her and tells her to get off the plane. <laughs> it's interesting that nobody pressed charges, though. Very interesting because they usually do that. Uh, but the airlines have all the power. And so sometimes you got to just suck it up. But other times, maybe you should say something. Like I'm going to say right now that I'm a psychic. Why? Because I see a big story talking about a guy who claims to be a psychic. Uh, John Hughes, who said he got his uh, power to communicate with the dead and foretell the future uh, from his grandmother. And he used uh, incense and music and a picture of King Charles to make bold predictions for the future. Now, his, produ- his, uh, his bold predictions are that King Charles will advocate the throne after seven years, and Prince Harry will leave Meghan Markle in two years. Uh, I will say that this has been predicted by psychic Jeff Fisher and uh, Chris Cruz on our special uh, Royals podcast. Uh, and I have predicted this for for a while now. So it doesn't take a psychic. Or at least maybe I am. I, You know what? I'm a psychic now. So email me, uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Uh, maybe you could message me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Uh, Jeff Fisher Radio is Instagram and Facebook. And maybe you can ask for a reading. And we'll set up a reading. Maybe I'll do a special show on YouTube Live or Instagram Live. And I will do a special Psychic Jeffy show just for you. And we'll give some readings and we'll, I will foretell the future and make bold predictions as Psychic Jeffy. I think I have to make that happen.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.